This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Both corn and soybean oil futures took a sudden hit yesterday after Reuters quoted an email which is supposedly from the Renewable Fuels Association, that the EPA was about to issue much lower fuel blending requirements for both ethanol and biodiesel, despite vigorous biofuels industry lobbying against such cuts for months. In one of the most bizarre incidents in our career, Reuters had been spoofed. The email was phony. RFA quickly denied issuing any such email, and EPA vigorously insisted no final decisions had yet been made. The EPA statement rang a bit hollow, however, since the Office of Management and Budget is reportedly already reviewing EPA proposals. On Farm Journal's AgriTalk radio program yesterday, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley told pro-farmers Chip Flory that he'd heard rumors EPA proposals will be released Friday and that it could be detrimental to ethanol but may be positive for biodiesel. Grassley said he'd be furious if they did so, but speculated that if they do, it could be traced to the administration's vigorous determination to electrify the nation's cars and trucks by 2030. If EPA does end up flipping off the biofuel sector, Grassley's ire will likely be shared by Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Ironically, Flory also interviewed him on AgriTalk yesterday, and Vilsack was totally upbeat, telling Flory that we, USDA, are prepared to provide $700 million of assistance now and additional resources above and beyond that for infrastructure to expand the capacity to get higher blends out there to consumers. And even more irony, stocks soared yesterday despite announcement by Fed officials that they would likely begin tapering their monthly stimulus spending and renewed hints that if inflation heats up too much, they could start raising interest rates early next year to keep inflation in check. This was precisely opposite what happened last March, the very hint of such action being considered. Stocks tanked and took livestock futures with them. But wait, there's more. When pressed for explanation for yesterday's surge in stocks, despite the Fed announcement, some say it was because Monday's big break in stocks was such an overreaction to the Evergrande default scare that the stock market had basically already corrected for the Fed's announcement, making further correction unnecessary. Indeed, DTN described the Evergrande crash as a non-event in hindsight. Yesterday, the company somehow mysteriously announced that it would be able to make that payment on $300 billion in debt due today after all. Lots of publications are reporting anecdotal yield reports from farmers just opening their fields, and if there's any common theme emerging, it's that yields are about as expected, or a little better than expected, east of the Mississippi, while west of the river, early yields are described as not hurt as bad as expected. It's important to remember that these anecdotal reports are not polls at all and must never be seen as anything even close to a representative sample of producers. One thing we've noticed is that the early bean yields are more often described as better than expected than corn yields. Wanting to see for myself what history says about the October crop report corn yield relative to September, I went to my database of monthly WASI corn yield estimates back 28 years. Here's what I found. Of the past 28 years, October yield rose from the September yield 14 times, roughly half, by an average of 2.6 bushels per acre. In nine of those years, 
About a third, October yields came in below September by an average of 1.6 bushels per acre. In five of those years, the October yield was unchanged from September. So what's this tell me? That going back 28 years, there's only a 50% chance that the October yield will rise, 50% chance it will be unchanged to lower. USDA September yield is 176.2 bushels per acre, already 4.2 bushels per acre better than last year for a year when crop condition ratings through most of the summer significantly lag last year's ratings. On trade, Ag Secretary Vilsack says the Biden administration is conducting a review of the U.S.-China trade relationship and the Phase 1 agreement negotiated by former President Trump's team. He specifically criticized what he sees as China's abuse of a provision in the agreement that allows China to make their purchases contingent on market conditions. It's so vague, Vilsack says it only provides them with an excuse to miss their purchase commitments. Further, he said the enforcement mechanisms in the agreement are equally vague and effectively useless. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, for a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.